On this two-part episode of the Funeral Cast, I am joined by Jamaican embalmer Panton Witter, and in part one, he shares a story of why he's afraid of white caskets with me. But first, a word from our sponsor. In 1891, Albert Richardson invented the butter churn, changing the game in the food industry forever. Three years later, he invented something game-changing for the funeral industry, the casket lowering device. Twenty years later, Frigid received their first patent for a lowering device and has been hand-making them in North Lake, Illinois for over a hundred years. Seriously, people, they have an anvil right next to their modern fabrication equipment. Their quality lowering devices can be found all over the world, and they are backed by their maintenance and support staff. The next time you are at a graveside service for someone special, either as the funeral director or attendee, look for those cursive letters that spell F-R-I-G-I-D. Okay, welcome to the funeral cast. Uh, today I have Panton Witter, um, who is a Jamaican embalmer and has been a internet buddy of mine for the last couple of years. But I will say that this is the first time we've actually got to talk um, uh, like in person, so to speak, right? So it's kind of a fun and exciting moment for us. So uh, Panton, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself um, before we like move on to our topics? Sure. As you said, uh, we have been internet buddies for a while. This is the first time we're actually communicating. So I am Panton Witter. I am from central Jamaica, and that's Jamaica in the West Indies, not Jamaica in New York. Um, <laughs> I have been in the industry, I want to say I've actually been in the industry for almost 37 years. I usually say that because I was almost born at the funeral home because my parents, uh, they've been in business um, for almost 40 years. So I was almost born at the funeral home and I spent most of my time there, even school nights. And then, you know, I really wanted to do medicine. So everything I did in my life was always in the aim of becoming a doctor. And then I did have a housekeeper that I was really, really close to. And she ended up getting really sick. And I went to the hospital to go and visit her. And when I visited her in the hospital, I realized, you know what? I cannot, medicine could, I, I couldn't do medicine. It was just um, too much for me. And then I was like, well, I'm not sure what I want to do. So I actually ended up um, doing mathematics. And then that one, that really was not it for me either. And then I just got the bright idea. You know what? Your parents already have a funeral home. Uh, why not just try to, why not try that? And I didn't think, I really thought nothing of it. It's just like, you know what, it's there, let me go do it. And the moment I set foot in that classroom and was introduced to funeral service education, I was like, okay, this is it for me. And, you know, I thought it couldn't get any better. I ended up doing my internship and everything at a really great funeral home and started working on bodies. And I was like, okay, I'm an embalmer. And this is where? Yeah, you know, it's funny. That's It's like you sort of like got those elements of medicine, so to speak, yes. uh, in there without the like 
patient care in that way. Well, you know, medicine lost somebody good, but we gained somebody great because um, you have shared quite a bit of your work with me and you are a fantastic restorative artist. Um, very um, attention to detail oriented and you to me have always embodied the whole aesthetic of restorative art, right? Like sometimes people think, Oh, you know, it's just reconstructing a skull or, you know, having the right cosmetics. Right. But like whenever you share your work with me, like you really have a, the overall presentation of the person, not just the person themselves, but the surrounding cast. Right. Stuff. Yeah, I can tell that's important to you. Um, and in fact, that is going to be um, one of our first topics is is that right. in, in particular. But yeah, like normally what I ask people when they come on is like, what were you doing before funeral service? So you already kind of answered that. Um, and it seemed like you had the two things, right? You're like, oh, I'm going to do some math. That's good for business, right? right. And, um, you know, the medicine part is, is where the science comes in. So kind of already set yourself in there so um yes. but you said your parents own the funeral home what's the name of it is it witter funeral home okay so it's it's witter and sons okay. um because i do have two older brothers who are also involved um, in the funeral home so it's it, it's three of us now i mean my mother is semi-retired my father is retired so um we have taken up the matter um, and uh, were, were were your mom and dad the ones that uh, started the funeral home, or was it? Yes, yes, it was, it, it was both of them in 1984. Oh, all right, okay. I mean, that's a long time. It's almost 40 years. It is a long time. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, so as I mentioned, um, you know, one of the things that you are just astounding at is casket designs, and so one of the um, topics that I sent you was I found this article on urbanmatter.com and it's called how right. to choose the right casket for a loved one. Now, um, I, I'm going to ask your opinion on this in just a moment, but this particular article is like pretty much the exact opposite of what you do. And in that sense, um, the author of this was the pointing at, um, you know, the general consumer, because they talk yes. about ordering caskets online and how to search for caskets online. Now, there are casket companies that are, you know, reputable, that are direct to consumer um, uh, casket companies. But then, you know, obviously, like Costco and Amazon is a little bit different, right? And you're not necessarily getting a, a good casket in that sense. So, um, you know, I guess my first question to you is, is, if you are just going to web surf for a casket, you know, what are your concerns for the people selecting the casket? Okay, so and I'm 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 going to answer the question just like I was a consumer, not a funeral professional at all at all. So if I were looking for a casket as just a consumer, not knowing anything about the industry, you know, probably following some of those blogs that they're telling people, oh, you know, you can go ahead and, you know, you can kind of cut the funeral home off because, you know, funeral homes do really terrible markups and you can just do everything yourself. I was gonna, the first thing I was gonna look at is price, availability, right? And, you know, I think most people would just go for a simple white, casket they don't know about the 22 gauge 18 gauge they don't know anything like that so i think 
pricing is probably the biggest factor of, of, of everything with people wanting to choose a casket. I mean, even here in Jamaica, most people, they're, they're just thinking, you know what? Um, a casket is a casket. A casket is just a casket. And um, we really don't need one. But since we have to get one, let's just, let's just go with the first thing we see. <laughs> you know, that's kind of I, what I think people would do. Yeah, you, that makes total sense. Like, you know, I've taught um, like funeral merchandising for years now. And, you know, one of the things that I would say, like a consumer, you know, if you want to make that connection, you say, well, if I'm looking for a, a burger, right, we know that as consumers, a burger is not just a burger. Right. Yeah. We can get a burger at, at um, um McDonald's a buck mm -hmm. fifty, or you can go to like a place where you can get like peanut butter and jelly burger. You know what I mean? For like, right, like, like Johnny Rockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, people kind of miss the mark in that sense. I think, right? If all they're doing, and like you said, um, they it's may not be price. Yeah, right. And you know, and and the value of the casket comes from the manufacturing of it and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So. People don't know that kind of stuff. They don't know like yeah. the value based on that. Like we would be able to look into it like cars, you know? So um, when you, on the other hand, um, you design caskets, right? You yes. help people find caskets. So when you are with a family and you're trying to figure out what the best caskets are, maybe you could just like walk us through it a little bit. Sure. All right. So um I remember in our textbook, we spoke about customization. We really spoke about having a personal experience with funerals. And I always tell families, once they come in, I said, look, there is no cookie cutter way of having a funeral. You can do it however you like. And I always say, I mean, if you're doing your funeral and you're choosing the same white and pink casket, white and blue casket like everybody else, it's not setting you apart. People are going to remember the funeral. It's just another funeral. And in Jamaica, we have professional funeral goers. Like, we love funerals. I'm, I'm not even telling you, like, you just show up at a stranger's funeral just because it's it's a funeral. You have people that collect the, the funeral programs. They have them kept in their closet, you know, under their beds. We love funerals. So a lot of Jamaican people do come into the funeral home already with some kind of experience with a funeral, whether it be a loved one or just by attending a funeral. And, you know, we bring our kids to funerals from a very early age. So people already have an idea of what they're going for. All right. Now, because of social media, people are seeing a lot of caskets. So before they would just come and whatever is near showroom, they would kind of just choose from there. But they're seeing a lot of caskets online from other funeral homes that may have a social media presence. So they'll come to your funeral march, to my funeral home, because since we're, we're talking about mine, they'll come to my funeral home with maybe an idea what they already want, because a lot of the times they'll just come, show us a picture. This is the, the exact casket we want, what we wanted from your funeral home. All right, how oh, I do it now. When a family comes in, you know, I usually just try to break the ice with them, find out where they're from, the loved one that they have, so let's say that this person is in their 80s and they would 
they could have spent some time in the United Kingdom. Right there, we are able to know the casket that they're gonna choose because people from the United Kingdom usually don't like colored caskets. They usually go for something looking like mahogany cedar. They, that's the kind of casket they like. Now, even if they choose something different, I would kind of, I would kind of sway them from, from that because I don't like, personally, I don't like to see, you know, grandma in like a hot pink casket. It, it, can, it can be too much. <laughs> Honestly, it can be too much. But I do try to speak to them and, you know, find out um, what did this person do for a living, things like that. Did she have a favorite color? Do you have a favorite color? And in Jamaica, people like to dress up for funerals. It's not like in the United States and in other countries where they're like, okay, black. We're doing black or black and white for the funeral. No, no, no. Not in Jamaica. In Jamaica, so they're going to be like, okay, we're going to dress in T-shirts with the deceased on, on the back of the T-shirt. We'll do that. Or, you know, we're going with a purple theme. So everybody's going to be wearing purple. You're going to go with a pink theme. Everybody will be wearing pink. So usually they, they dress to match the caskets. So I find all that information out. And then the way how we do our caskets, we have several designs. And certain designs, um, there's like restrictions that we have. So uh, the, the more expensive the more expensive designs, um, they come in just about any color. So I just need somebody to give me a color that they want, and that's the color that they'll get. We really try to experiment with colors. Um, you know, one of our new favorite ones is rose gold and burgundy. Rose gold sounds fancy. Yeah, rose gold. As a matter of fact, I think I sent you that. I did yeah. see your rose gold and burgundy. Yeah. Yep. And actually, my one of my father's caretakers, uh, her mom passed away on Saturday, and that's the casket that they're going to be using. A common question that people ask us at Frigid Fluid is, can we mix Frigid's chemicals with chemicals from another company? Now, in general, embalming chemicals from different companies are safe to mix in the sense that they shouldn't cause harm to the embalmer. Some companies' fluids do work better when they are used as a planned system which is by design. However, this is not the case for frigid fluids. Our fluids are designed to work together, of course, but they can be complemented or used to complement fluids from another company with success to the embalmer. Outstanding. Yeah, you know, you 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 hit on a couple of things there. So um just kind of like backing it up to what you were talking about, how people yes. in Jamaica just go to funerals when they know that there's a funeral, right? Yes. I mean, there's a certain subset of the population that kind of does that here, not that much. And you right. know, sometimes I guess when you're like you stay in your own hometown for a little while and then your friends start to die, you end up seeming like you're doing that, you know, probably. Yes. But, you know, it's kind of like um, the people show up expecting like a show, right? Like, yes. what's this yes. episode going to be like? As opposed to just like, oh, I'm going there to see the person, right? Because if they don't know. Yes, yes, yes. In, in, in Jamaica, you know, like even the way we do our programs, we usually have either Thanksgiving service for the life of or celebration of life service. So in Jamaica, we, we really we really 
do it more as a celebration. It's not so solemn, not so mournful. Where you know, it's it's more exciting. I don't really want to use the word exciting for <laughs> for a funeral, but it's it, it it's more. It's more exciting. That's what I'm going to use this time. So yeah, it's more exciting because funerals in the in, in Jamaica is a time for family gathering, friends to gather, and you know we in the Caribbean we do like to go to the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada. You know people have migrated there, so the only time that you see these people is when they do have someone who has passed. So you see a lot of people flying home for a funeral. So it's a bit, you know, people are excited to see them. You see them every couple of years. And uh, yeah, so people don't want to be like, you know, the only time I'm in Jamaica, it's such a sad occasion. So, you know, that that's that's how we've that's how we've been raised. You know, it's it's a celebration of life. It's really like any time you go to Jamaica to see that person, you're celebrating, right? Whether they're getting married or it's their birthday or it's their yeah. last time you're ever going to see them, right? Yes. Yeah, that's, you know, and I mean, and then also I have to think that, you know, funeral aesthetic in general is changing, um, you know, yes. as we're doing that. I mean, like, look at the frigid embalming machine, right, that we've put out. We, you mean with all the colors <laughs> with all the colors exactly yeah. right. you know because yes. there's something you know there's something about having that sort of accent that more modern look to things right i mean I, the, yes. kind of the old caskets and the um you know some of the old funeral home furniture and things like that like it's not appealing to like people like me and you for example who might be making arrangements for our for like right. you know that's part of it too is that we're of this mindset that's like why does it need to look like grandma's living room everywhere you know and yeah yes yes in, in jamaica for sure it's the more modern the, in jamaica the more modern the better all right so in jamaica we rarely ever use the funeral coaches that it, it's those are basically outdated only certain funerals we can we can show to like uh you know like older folks who really appreciated the funeral coaches sure we can go we can go with those but hardly any funeral homes have those any you know hardly any funeral homes have those anyway i mean i think we have like two or three um and we aren't using we haven't used ours in maybe five years um, because people people don't want them in jamaica what we have to use is uh the suvs so you can go with a yukon you can go with a lincoln usually the preferred one is like a, a cadillac escalade or a chevy suburban that's what we're using these days because nobody wants the you know those ones because what i was told from 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 speaking to people is that when they were growing up and they would see their hearses passing it would just look so terrifying or some, you know to see those big vehicles with like two older guys probably in the front driving so like oh no they don't want that anymore so this is preferred also because of our terrain jamaica is uh i think like two-thirds mountainous so you know these help with the terrain yeah do you find yourself going to a lot of like kind of isolated mountain cemeteries uh yes 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 we well where we are yes where we are where we are yes well, I mean, I don't blame you then because like just driving a hearse around like a neighborhood is a pain, right? Yes. So I couldn't imagine, you know, I, when I was um, active at the, working at the funeral home when I first started, 
um it was kind of on the border of like uh uh the city and then the the farm like literally right. if to the west it's like all farmland if you look to the east it's like the city and so yeah i did find myself driving a hearse in some of these old country cemeteries right so i can't even imagine what it'd be like to also have to climb up a mountainside in one of those yeah. no they can be, it can be rough honestly honestly man it can be really rough here um i mean you know this is Jamaica, you know, so the roads aren't, the roads in the rural areas aren't particularly the best. And they are on the narrow side. So the hearses, yeah, the hearses are, are, are really a no-no for the remote areas. Um, so uh, the other thing that I wanted to touch on that you had mentioned was that when you were meeting with families, you were talking about things that families do to plan the funeral for themselves yes. and how you worked your like casket like guidance into that yes. sort of thing right it's kind mm -hmm. of a, a backwards a way that maybe a lot of people just in general do it where they say oh this is the casket we picked out and then here's the color of the theme right right where to say you listen to what they say and then you say okay well these are the this is the aesthetic of the casket um and i have to answer ask you too um so you sent me some pictures of like actual like branded caskets right for different things right with pop popular characters and things like that on them do you get them wrapped somewhere do you have a casket company that just happens to have those on their list like how does that work no you know what Again, just by just in our just in like the arrangement conference, you know, um, well, you know, each each member of staff, we we know what to do and we know what to we we know what to find out. And it's basically something like, you know what? Let me know about this person and just trust our design. And they come into the funeral home and they do the design for us and the family is always happy. I mean, for kids, we usually try to do something light for kids. So if it's a girl, we like to basically ask, you know, um, did she like a, 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 a particular cartoon or something like that? If it's for boys, same thing. Um, you know, girls always like Disney princesses. So we usually go there for them boys like uh, boys like um, cars and trucks and trains and and things like that so so we we try to do something like that and I mean what we do for our families um it may be a little bit different for other funeral homes but for for children we do those designs for free there is no charge there is no charge for for anything like that um you know it's something special we like to do for for families for their for their children but yeah we just speak to the families, come up with a design, and they like it. Yeah, I mean, that's great. You know, and that's kind of the thing that, like, I had a problem with this, um, this article where people, like, okay, so you're surfing through online, you know, casket companies, right? Because not all mm -hmm. casket companies will sell to the general public, number one. It's right. kind of important to note. And so your choices are limited, and then you don't even know the names of all the potential like casket companies that do because you don't know yes. through them right so you end up even though you think that you've got the right casket you end up not getting uh, meeting your potential so to speak right is yes. 
meaning somebody well like you right you know you go above and above beyond and it seems like you have some access to like really good casket designers on top of that right so it's kind of like you know maybe we should be thinking about that sort of thing because you know one of the places that we get stuck i think is that we just whatever the manufacturers have available that's just what we use and that's what we sell right rather than finding yes to, yes to, yes here you know um, there are there are some funeral homes, not a lot in Jamaica, but there 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 are a number of funeral homes in Jamaica who do um, construct their own caskets. We're one of those funeral homes. The staff I have, I have really I have really great craftsmen. They've been in the business a very long time. Um, they know how to make they know to make it happen. I just tell them, you know, this is what I want. And a lot of the times when we end up with a design is just, you know, I have a family and I connect really well with the family and um, I go into the workshop and I'm like, look, I have a family and this is what they want, but I think I'm going to do, do something special for them. Um, let's try to do something. And that's how, that's how I ended up with quite a few designs. As a matter of fact, I had a family who came in today. And they chose a white and pink casket. And I, uh, you know, I said to them, I wasn't the one who, who um, made arrangements for them. I just happened to be in the office at the time. And um, they're like, white and pink. So I said, are you stuck on white and pink? They're like, no, I was like, because everybody else gets, everybody else gets buried in, in, in a white and pink casket. I was like, how about you just trust me and let me do what I want to do? They're like, okay, as, as, as long as it's not blue, I'm like, okay, as, as long as it's not blue, fine. And I went and I said, all right, how about lavender and purple? And then, you know, to, to, to make it not so, not so drab, we can probably do like some purple roses on the corners of the casket. They were sold, that's all I had to say. Well, I imagine if you have people come in by your funeral just to go, by your funeral home just to, see whose funerals going on over there they probably used to see in kind of jazzy designs right so people are yes, yes, more yes. likely to be like oh yeah he comes out with all sorts of good stuff i do i do you know what i was actually i was actually speaking to a family in last week when it came to the funeral home and they were you know they were looking through our, um through our showrooms and i was like you see i kid you not Ben, I have only one white casket in my showrooms. I have three showrooms at the, our main location. I have only one white casket. One. And it's not even full white. It's white with gold, I think. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of white. I, I really am not. A, I think I've just seen so much white. Like, I don't like, I don't like white doves. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is about, about white for me. It's, it's it's, it's it's a no for me. So I usually try to steer people away from white unless they really want that full white funeral where I'm like, okay, so she's going to be in white. The casket is going to be white. You want the white flowers. We're going to use a white hearse. If you're doing an all white thing, sure, no problem. If you're doing an all white thing, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. As a matter of fact, you know, in all the years we've been in business, they never did black caskets until like two years ago, we started doing black caskets. So I think I just had the bright idea of, you know what, let, let's, let's just do a black casket because the shiniest car is a black car. Let's try it on the casket and see what happens. And we've been doing black caskets. I, I did a black casket yesterday, black and gold. Well, maybe with the white caskets, what you see is a blank sheet of paper and that just drives you crazy, right? Yeah, you know probably. what you could put on there. But 
if you're going to do a white, then you better be ready to lean into it. It's what you're saying, right? Yes, we, yes, we're, yes, yes. We're going yes. all white with this. Yeah, and you know what? With white, I think probably because I've, I had a bad experience, <laughs> I had a bad experience in a white casket. I think that that that's part of it too. Some years ago, I was um. Uh, so the deceased was dressed and she was in her casket. She was in a white, I can't forget it. She was in a white wedding gown and the casket was white. The interior was white. And I was doing her cosmetics and I have no idea what happened. But the church truck broke and because she was in white, the casket was white. I had makeup on my gloves. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't touch the casket and it fell on my foot. And I was like, you know what? I, I can't do what anymore. There we go. Now we've gotten to the root of the problem, right? Yeah, that's, got, a little, that's <laughs> got a little white casket PTSD. I don't blame you though. You know, yeah. when I was regularly doing people's cosmetics and caskets and stuff like that, and their interior was white, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a, I'm definitely gonna get something on the inside of this thing. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Would you like to share your thoughts on any of the topics we discussed today? We'd love to hear them. Email your thoughts to B Schmidt, that's B S C H M I D T, at frigidfluid.com, and I'll read them on the show. Mm-hmm.